Welcome to episode 18 of Political D. Chatting about what we talk about in this one, uh, the decision was made that with the likely final agreement on trade uh, between the UK and EU coming up in probably about a week's time, uh, that it might be useful looking at the non-border that we're told isn't going to be done, or the non-border that is going to be down uh, the Irish Sea. Secretary of State uh, Brandon Lewis is always keen to tell us about unfettered access and uh, the smooth uh, continuation of goods uh, between Northern Ireland and Great Britain uh, as part of the United Kingdom as an internal market. But we know from recent uh, discussions and excited comments, or increasingly excited comments coming from media and elsewhere, that things are not quite as ready as they appear, are they on? No, absolutely not. And um, we kind of looked at this over the past couple of weeks because we had a, I had a, I in particular, the source in, in the in the freight industry sort of laid out some of these problems to me, and then that became a newsletter piece, and and you corroborated it by um, uh, by speaking to people that you know in the freight industry as well. Yeah. Did I, I wrote a capex article sort of setting out how this nest of problems uh, are, are coming around the corner. None of the systems really are ready. And we, we can see just basically from, from this issue being explained quite how labyrinthine um, the, these processes are going to be. Just uh, we'll, we'll maybe go into a bit of this. Just expect a lot of acronyms, a lot of jargon, a lot of complex detail. I think your your capex article really focused on, uh, well, in part focused on on increased costs to the consumer. I think HMRC are in, are, are sort of trying to uh, tell hauliers oh. it's all okay because you'll make money out of this, uh, but of oh. course that has to be passed on. Yes, but I mean part of what I focused on in the article was a leaked email that had come from HMRC to the Road Hauliers uh, Association in Northern Ireland. And it had addressed some of that industry's anxieties about what was coming up. And really what HMRC, I mean, they, they, they actually they were acknowledging that there were all kinds of problems and that all kinds of things weren't ready. But when it came to the crux, they were basically telling uh, freight companies that they were getting an opportunity to sort of sell value-added services onto the customers, particularly in England and Scotland and Wales, who would need their services to get to move goods into Northern Ireland because uh, the freight companies were going to have this expertise in, in customs that companies that sell within the United Kingdom uh, chiefly would otherwise be missing. So actually, if you unpack that a bit, they're saying that the costs of moving goods across the IRC are going to go up, but that's an opportunity for freight companies. And so they should be excited and, and pleased by this, but it's a long way from the kind of uh, cost-free uh, seamless Irish border that people like Brandon Lewis have been promising. Yeah, I think the, the definition by HMRC of added value suggests it doesn't know much about the real uh, business world because uh, that's just about passing on your costs that's not actually adding value to anyone uh, well the, the other 
aspect of it is that a, a lot of these um, a lot of these companies don't have the staff to actually do this at the moment, yeah. and they're trying to they're trying to recruit people that aren't there. They don't exist very quickly. They're basically. I mean, my my source told me that they were basically taking on anybody who was presentable at interview, and they don't actually have the detail to train these people up yet. They're hoping that it kind well, of all falls into place. Let, let's go into that because I think the easiest way to bring to people's attention just what a monumental... You're trying to think of um, a, a, word a word that, that isn't... Really, <laughs> a word that isn't clusterfuck. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, let's... <laughs> I failed totally, miserably. Let, let's, let's run through some of the the many, many, many acronyms that have appeared in, in uh, these uh, emails and leaks and all the rest. Um, and, as you say, I've talked to contacts in the hauler industry and you know, I think we're, we're both getting exactly the same message. But let's, let's run through some of this stuff just so that we can see what they are, first of all, uh, and then where, where, where they are, as it were, or where they're at at the present time. So first of all, uh, let's talk about TSS, uh, the TSS is the Trader Support Service. Which okay, was, so um, that is an advice service, isn't it, from the government to try and sort of make this all... Well, um, ostensibly, this is what we were promised by Michael Gove, that um, they would set up this body and that would uh, handle, really as a customs agent, it would handle the complexities of shipping goods from Great Britain to Northern Ireland. But of course, we found out that it's not actually a government body at all. It's um, a private consortium made up of hauliers. I think Fujitsu's in there, uh, McKinsey, the, the, the big consulting company is part of it. And it's it's not ready, which is going to become a theme. Well, it's not, I mean, basically one of, the, one of the issues the hauliers have shared is of course that some of this interface or some of the, the information that is being required uh, to fit into the system Holliers don't collect it at the moment, so yeah. it's just something they don't have. Uh, I, I suppose the new uh, VAT numbers that are coming in for Northern Ireland, the XI numbers or X1, XI numbers, uh, mm -hmm. some of those have been automatic from the 23rd of November, I think, if someone applied for one. But then that's going to be a whole, new, whole set of people who won't have bothered because they don't think they'll need one uh, because they're being told there is no border. Um, so that's going to have its own... Uh, uh, issues yeah, going down the line. These are um, it's another acronym. It's EORI, uh, Economic Operators Registration and ID Number, which is basically an EU VAT number that comes with this new XI code. If you're in Northern Ireland, but um, it, it's not just that Northern Irish companies will need these EORI, EORI numbers, which they will. We believe as well that companies in Great Britain will need them to send goods to Northern Ireland. And while they are being automatically generated in Northern Ireland, it's by no means clear that this is happening in Great Britain too. So that's another... Well, if you, if you didn't program. have one on by the 23rd of November, it's not automatic anymore. But it doesn't really matter because from what we hear, the actual staff for this TSS, this Trader Support Service, that's not ready yet either. No, the, the staff aren't in place and uh, neither is the TSS's computer system or its portal okay. through which the freight companies, because it seems to be the freight companies who are taking the kind of brunt of this, the, the portal that they're supposed to 
put information into it. It's not ready even as a even in a sort of a trial basis. Okay, so in terms of this seamlessness and, and unfetteredness that is uh, meant to be coming along, part of the TSS assistance, I guess, would be there to uh, deliver the CFSP, the Customer Freight Simplified Procedure. Um, but that's not ready yet, is it? No, that that's not ready yet. That's okay. the supposedly the simplified document um, okay. that will. And the uh, the export health certificates, the EHCs. Uh, these I I presuming are around uh, around animal and 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 food products. Mm -hmm. They ready? No, they're not. They're not ready yet either, David. Okay, so the entry summary declarations, the ENSs, you might need. Um, I'm not sure which way you need those, but. Uh, in any case, um, if you needed one, is it ready? It's not. It's not ready. No. Okay. And the GMR, the Goods Movement Record System, uh, um, I'm uh, ready. No. No. Okay. It's not ready either. Uh, and the pre-boarding notification system, which I guess is the sort of thing you'd need to say uh, it's there uh, before you'd even leave the dock or leave the warehouse, is that ready? No. It's not ready. Okay. Um, uh, now, all of this, all of this, uh, obviously, we're, we're talking about not a border, but it seems to be the central to not having a border is um, the, uh, the customs declaration system, which, of course, you shouldn't need if there isn't a border, but apparently you do need because there will be a border that isn't a border. Um, and that's replace, replacing something called the chief, which is customs handling of import and export freight. But is the new CDS, the new customs declaration system, is that ready? It's not ready, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be ready by January either, David. Certainly not for the purposes of Northern Ireland companies, because the software suppliers have said that they simply can't provide it by January. Okay, so and that's software not being ready. That means you're not going to have your simplified frontier declaration, your SFD. You're not going to have your movement uh, reference number, which I'm presuming you would require to move things, and you're not going to have your GMR, your goods movement record. I take it you know, without the software, those simply won't be available. No, um, and and you're not going to have your CFSP either, I presume. Uh, which uh, we take, your customs create simplified procedure. Uh, we're right back up there. So uh, there's not much really ready. I mean the. The, the, the border the Belfast border control post which isn't of course a border post because we're, we don't have a border um, <laughs> that's not even that's that hasn't even uh, that, that's not even is it started yet I'm not quite sure if it's started yet I know I'm not, I'm not sure I believe that um, Edwin Putz maybe suggested yeah, that it might be ready by June yeah he's muttering about June or something but no doubt it'll cost twice as much as most uh, public infrastructure things do uh, in Northern Ireland. Uh, and then there'll be an argument over who pays for it. Basically, there's not much ready uh, in, in, in well, real terms, is there? No, no, there's not much ready. And I mean, we can, we can look at that and say we're a month out or six weeks out or whatever. But it takes time as well for companies to get used to these systems uh, when they are introduced. So even if you are talking about maybe a grace period and then being implemented next year, that's still going to be a massive challenge for companies, both in Northern Ireland, freight companies. It's going to be a challenge for the companies that are importing goods into Northern Ireland because we have to get used to sort of um, regarding these intra-UK movements of goods as, as imports now. 
um, yeah. they're not going to be ready either. I mean, we were talking about the chief system, which is being replaced by the CDS, the Customs Declaration System. These are the kind of overarching uh, pieces of software. Once you sort of strip away the TSS, which is supposedly going to do this stuff for you, companies who've been selling goods between Great Britain and Northern Ireland or vice versa, they've not been using this stuff anyway because it's been internal market trade. No, and a lot of this stuff, of course, for hauliers, uh, there's requirement on companies or, or businesses to actually have things like um, the XI number. Uh, uh, that's not within their their gift to actually create or to, to arrange for anyone. That's something that every single business that wants to send any item at all uh, basically has to sort out. Yes, and you wonder how many businesses are actually aware of that. You know, we, we talk about this, obviously, because it's important to Northern Ireland. But, of course, there's, there's other issues as well in that all of these systems are probably going to be required, even for English, you know, well, not even, they will be required for part the VAT number. English businesses will require those to send anything to um, the continent anyway. That's right. And, I mean, we're talking about this customs declaration system. That's... That's not a Northern Ireland specific piece of software. That's the, the new UK wide system for exporting goods. So um, the fact that that's not ready is a real worry for everyone right across the country. And I think the other thing in terms of our conversations, we've also, whilst we're obviously critical of the UK government, A, even being in the position they have to do all this, but in relation to Northern Ireland, um, but we also have to look at some of the other countries uh, and perhaps uh, the first one to look at, it would be our near neighbour, the Republic of Ireland. But it's quite clear that they're no more ready than us um, in terms of how to deal with movement of goods between the Republic of Ireland and the rest of GB. Um, not even sure if they're entirely clear on movement of goods between Northern Ireland and the Republic. No, I don't think so. And they've been um, trying to bring on board extra customs staff as well and struggling to do that, I think, um, as you've pointed out. Um, they just don't have them. Uh, uh, I mean, as yeah. far as I've been made aware, they have, they have run out of people who would be able to simply join and take on the role of customs staff straight away. Uh, and then in addition to that, of course, if their systems aren't ready, as in Northern Ireland, as in the rest of the UK, how do you train people if the systems aren't ready? Yeah, it's a massive logistical problem. And I think, you know, politically uh, in the Republic of Ireland, it's very tempting to sort of wheel out this. Well, we'll, we'll we don't care about the, the kind of UK connection. We'll just displace this trade with, uh, with, with trade from the EU, which completely ignores the kind of way that their economy is facing, completely well, ignores the fact that so many goods... Um, even if they come from the EU originally, cross uh, the island of Great Britain to get into the Republic, and it it, it, it treats very airily their their um, their relationship with Northern Ireland too. Well, I mean, one of the guys I, I spoke to, his business uh, does a lot between GB and the Republic, uh, and basically they have big questions. And, and you know, as you say, it's all very well for the and say, oh, we'll just displace. But these are fundamental. You know, they may not have the hauliers that are prepared to go through 
um, the problems here because you know he pointed out that uh, there's the general administration overall which isn't ready uh, and and they don't really know what what the total admin is going to be involved but there, you know that clearly has an impact on the transaction charge per delivery um, and then of course now that now that the republic will remain in the EU there's a big issue in terms of the responsibility for collecting duties because some of that goes back onto the hauliers in terms of of declarations and that and making sure that duties are are provided and if they if the person to whom uh, goods are being delivered say doesn't pay in time or isn't prepared to pay or whatever that means that goods suddenly have to be put into storage but who pays for that storage is it the haulier is it the you know, insurance costs will go up uh, you know, businesses will get turned on their head in terms of cash flows there is a huge issue in the republic that just no one is facing up to everybody's sort of saying oh sure it'll all be all right somehow but it's quite clear from just asking around from what has been volunteered this is a monumental challenge that the government hasn't really prepared anybody for well i i think that's absolutely right and certainly from my perspective i suspect one of the reasons that we're not ready for this challenge is because the government didn't really want to admit or own up to what it had signed up to um, because all along we've been told that this isn't going to happen it's not going to comprise an Irish sea border we're going to see seamless trade between certainly Northern Ireland and Great Britain setting aside for a minute the, the complications that the Republic will um, undoubtedly be facing just wasn't honest enough to... Yeah, well, I think, I think when, we're, when we're talking about honesty, I think we also have to come back to those parties in Northern Ireland that have shouted best of both worlds at us for the past three or four years, you know, that we needed this special status to secure um, the best of both worlds or special status to secure uh, our trade. We have spoken before and regularly raised the issue that this was going to cause difficulties in terms of particularly small traders. I, I wrote about this on the dissenter website in 2018, uh, where it was still the backstop, but all this has done is put up the pain up front rather than the pain down the line. Uh, and that's where we're currently standing. Oh, the, yes, and, and again, don't want to sound like a broken record in this, but the backstop included the possibility of all of these things it was just that they were going to be delayed until yeah. perhaps great britain it, itself had moved a bit away from the eu in terms of the customs union and the single market but we were also going to find ourselves officially outside the uk customs union and uh, therefore the ultimate divide would have been deeper it's not uh, this argument that oh the backstop was okay but this isn't it, it's simply born of people not understanding what the backstop consisted of. Yeah. And the fact that you can say, well, you know, initially, maybe on the 1st of January, it would have made lives easier. You can't evaluate a policy on that basis. You have to look ahead, particularly if you're, if you're in business. And yet, you know, you, we've spoken about the parties who championed this. There were also business organisations who were giving it kind of the nod and wink to well, what yeah. was going on there. Yeah, and including uh, retail organisations that seemed to think this was going to be great and have suddenly realised the consequences for themselves. Yes, uh, and now, now they've suddenly come to their 
senses and realize that they're going to have to you know, pay 55 pounds to bring a block of cheese into Northern Ireland. Yeah, I know. I, I, I mean, I, like I say, you can, you can, you can shout, but uh, it doesn't mean people have to listen. Uh, and I think that's, uh, it's be, it's, it, it's, it's quite difficult to watch that when you've been shouting, 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 and then no one's listened. And then all of a sudden they're saying, Oh, it's a, you know, well, we, we did say back in 2018. Um, so, uh, I said, interesting. 2017, I think, um, many of us were, were raising the yeah, true, fact yeah. that, you know, particularly, um, the, the Alliance party w was coming on board with the kind of SDLP and Sinn Féin idea that, there had to be a border in the Irish Sea, and that that yeah. of special arrangements. Well, we 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 have Stephen Curry at the moment India. claiming that, that that we just need to have a, a a period of grace or a period of of lax lax attention to this. But the fact is that these you know, all those different acronyms that we've just spouted through, they all have to happen at some point, and they all have a cost, and that cost is going to be borne by the Northern Ireland consumer and Northern Ireland businesses. There is no two ways about that. And two months ago, Stephen Farry was demanding that the British government uh, implement the Irish sea border with rigor. So yeah, well, serious. So anyway, I think we've, we've uh, fairly gone through that list. Um, I, I think it was important just to show the scale of unpreparedness, uh, besides the generalities that we've been uh, provided in, in a lot of the press in terms of we're very worried. Well, yeah, but and we take no responsibility whatsoever if people have got headaches or migraines after all. No, you bl blame Brandon Lewis and, and Boris Johnson for that. All right, I think we, <laughs> Mr. Barnier. There's a lot of blame to go around. And a lot of blame to go around on. Uh, we'll come back to more general issues at another time, but uh, I hope any listener here has been uh, assisted in understanding the depths of the issues that we're going to have to face in the next month or two.